I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good news in what's been a variable year for pro cycling. The team formerly known as MTN, Dimension Data and NTT, will continue next year with a new name and a changed lineup as Quebec Assos. I'll be talking to team manager Doug Ryder and to their long-term sponsor. And another reason to celebrate, Rouleur magazine is about to turn 100. We'll take a look at what's in this special edition and also make some early recommendations for a Christmas gift list. This is Rouleur Conversations, brought to you by Lacquer, bicycle insurance powered by the community. Hello, I'm Andy McGrath, the editor of Ruler magazine. I'm very excited because we've just sent off issue 100 of the magazine to the press. It's looking amazing. We've just redesigned it. There's some exceptional features. I can't wait for you to see it. So thank you to all the contributors, not just for that issue, but for the last 99, for their outstanding and original work. Thank you to the Ruler team for their tireless work behind the scenes. But first and foremost, thank you to you, the reader and the subscriber. We couldn't do it without your support. And if you subscribe now by going to rouleur.cc, you'll get issue 100 free. More to come on what's inside that special edition. But first, let's celebrate the continued existence of a special pro team in these challenging times. For a while, it looked as though NTT Pro Cycling would not be around for next season until a last minute announcement that it would continue under the name Quebec Assos. It's a relief for a lot of people, not least team manager Doug Ryder. We've worked really hard to try and find you know, partners to, to come on board. And I think the second wave of the pandemic that hit Europe, you know, stalled things a little bit. There were lots of really interested, you know, parties that wanted to get involved in our team. I think our team is a special team in terms of its uniqueness and that it races for the purpose and it's purpose-led. But we just started to run at a time and the UCI deadlines looming. We had options to merge with other teams and partner with other teams. But we, you know, we like our culture, we like what we race for, we like the purpose, we like the impact that we've made in, in Africa and across South Africa. And then, of course, you know, through the riders that have gone through this program. So we wanted to try and keep our own identity and our own team moving forward. So, yes, we, we, we were very nervous about that coming as, the, as every day felt like a, felt like a week. <laughs> as, and then, of course, you know, with ASOS and BMC and Mercedes-Benz and these guys that have been sticking by us for the, for the last few years, you know, we're very positive and continued in that direction. And then ASOS stepping up made a big difference to us. And I think when we talk about being purpose-led, a purpose-led high-performance team, you know, purpose-led being Quebecer and high-performance being ASOS, it ties nicely into that, 
you know, we're not a charity team. We race for a charity. Um, we, but we are a high-performance race team that races in the first division of world cycling. So always competing to win um, at the highest level. You talk about um, the purpose of the team and racing for a purpose. For those who don't know, essentially, what is the purpose of the team? So Quebecer is a not-for-profit organization that is all about putting people on bicycles so that they can be mobile and get to school and and be independent um, and have access to many things. You know, a bicycle gives you access to a bigger circle of life. You know, you can you can move, mobilize yourself to go to school, to go to communities, to just be independent. You know, the biggest inhibitor in Africa is mobility and, and the lack of it. And so, you know, kids on bicycles and people on bicycles, they can do so much more. You can travel so much further. You can carry more things. You can just do incredible things. So, so that's our purpose, and, and Quebec is a Zulu word. It means to move forward, to carry on, to progress. So it's nice that we are moving forward as Team Quebec. And it, it is, a, as I said, a not-for-profit organization. They don't put any money into the team, but we raise to put funding into into the community so that kids can can get to school and people can be mobile. Now, obviously, there's still a lot of uncertainty about um, the program for next year, which races are going to be running and when, um, in Europe in particular. But do you have um, a sense yet of what your ambitions for next year are and which races you're going to be lining up for? Yeah, cycling is an amazing sport because you've got so many things that you can focus on. You know, there's so many different events. It's not the same stadiums with the same same ball <laughs> against different teams you know it's pretty much the same sport you know cycling is consists of multiple things you know with the grand tours the shorter stage races the classics the monuments we've always wanted to respect all of cycling so we've always wanted to have a good and strong classics team and we've always wanted to have a team that can compete in the grand tours we've over the years have tried to compete on the general classification in grand tours and and have come a bit short and then we focus on stages you know we've had the mark cavendishes edvald boson hagens valgrens and and riders like that that have that, that, you know that have focused on stage wins in the grand tours and uh, and so that has been one of our focus areas but now i think you know with dominica pozzo vivo going so well this year in the gt italia after that massive injury that he had a year ago you know he would focus on the on the gt italia then you know potentially we'd focus on stage wins or you know we've got you know an iron in the fire potentially to to come into the team for for the tour de france as a gc rider but we We'd love to take African riders and bring African riders through. You know, our whole dream and the dream of this team was that Africa does and has produced some of the best endurance runners and why not cyclists. And I think one day we'd like to bring an African rider through our team, through our system, through our continental team and then into our world tour team. And then, and then hopefully that in time, you know, an African rider can, can stand or get close to the podium of a Grand Tour. That would be that. That is something that that I'm still really passionate about trying to achieve. And as far as you're concerned, in 2021, you'll be going for the Grand Tours. You'll be going for the Classics. You'll you know you will be shooting for the um, for for the top level of races. Yes, the beautiful thing about cycling today is it's so unpredictable. It doesn't matter how much money you have as a team, you can still compete. The engine sits inside the human being, you know, which is amazing. I mean, look at the young generation today that is competing at such a high level and doing such significant things in cycling. And that's the beautiful thing. I mean, if you look at Teo Gagan Hart that goes and wins the Giro d'Italia, I mean, how amazing was that? You know, he wasn't even supposed to be that kind of guy and then gets the opportunity and does it. It's just, it's so beautiful to see because that gives everybody and every team some hope. The young generation today feel that they don't have to look up to the old guard and be respectful of, of the races and the distances and, and the other riders in the peloton. No, it's just gangbusters. Everybody's just going out there racing. And, you know, if you look at Hershey, 
during the tour. I mean, just beautiful the way he raced and just took it on every day and every other day and, and did significant things. So those are the beautiful things that make us really excited about the future in, in 2021. Looking at the rider lineup, um, any sort of big changes for next year? Anything that we should really be looking out for? We've had huge change. Um, you know, we've had our core group of riders that have left our team and, you know, particularly Edvald Bosenhagen, um, you know, that's he's been with us six years. So so that was sad to see him go. I mean, maybe a new a new team would be good for him too. I mean, of course, you know, new colours is new motivation sometimes and and gives the riders a bit of an extra edge, I think. But, you know, we've lost a lot of our African group of riders because, you know, they. I'm very happy that we gave the riders enough time to find other jobs in case something didn't happen to us because in the end we do care about the individuals and their, and their futures. So Ryan Gibbons moving on, Emmanuel Gabragzabir, you know, Louis Menke, Stefan Dubot, Samuel Battistella, Matteo Sobrero, those kind of riders, that, and Gina Maida. You know, that's a that's a real good group of, you know, seven, eight riders that, uh, you know, that came through our continental team into our World Tour team and just now are getting used to the World Tour racing. And then they move on to other teams and they'll shine in these other teams because they've gone through that the hard work that we've worked with them on you know and now we lose them and that's a that's that's really sad in in terms of this process that we went through now and to lose those guys and for me it's you know and for our coaching staff and for our sports directors you know that's we just had done all the hard yards of those those individuals and now you know we, we're not going to maximize the success or the or the effort that we've all that we've put into to building them into you know into better riders it does sound even more so this year than normal that pro cycling at the moment is very sort of hand to mouth yes um but i think the world is like that hey i mean everybody's living literally hand to mouth i mean people are you know if you've got a job today you're incredibly fortunate and and if you don't have ill people in your family you're incredibly fortunate if the if the business that you're in doesn't have a knock-on effect on on other environments or your partners and stakeholders, you are fortunate. So I think, you know, that is just not just cycling, it's all sport and it's and it's life. I mean, it's humanity is really suffering. And I think that's why the beautiful thing about our team, stepping up as Team Quebec Assos, you know, where the world is really suffering, our team comes out and, and makes a bold, really, really bold statement by saying that, you know, we don't have a title partner, but in the end, we are a we're a brand we're a brand that wants to be loyal and wants to be committed to humanity wants to fight and inspire to create hope and opportunity to race to move people forward so that they can be better off and you know just during the tour de france you know quebec is one of the the, the charity partners of the tour de france and putting a thousand we called it heroes on bikes that heroes on bikes campaign you know giving a thousand bicycles to teenagers and communities so that they could deliver food parcels in the pandemic to the elderly that couldn't get to the to this to the stations where you collected food um, because people weren't working i mean that just that's the impact that we make that's what this team does that's why it's so beautiful and so relevant in the world today and i think i'm you know the amount of feedback that we've got from people around the world around this team and it's and what it does it's, it's just it gives us huge motivation and yesterday seal the singer seal goes and reposts our launch video on his instagram post so, i mean it, this this team touches people around the world it is relevant it's incredibly authentic we've been with quebec for 10 years so this is not something that we've just stuck a sticker on it and and window dressed you know this is authentic it's real it's we've been consistent with it and it's beautiful to bring you know quebec front line and center into the mainstream of 
of the name of this team. Doug Ryder, it's good to still have you and the team with us. So uh, good luck for 2021. Yeah, well, wonderful. Thanks so, so much. Quebeca Assos is the team's new name, and it's refreshing to have a recognisable cycling brand as a title sponsor. Derek Bouchard-Hall of Assos is on the line. Uh, Derek, uh, why has the company taken this decision at the, at the moment? First of all, uh, you recognise that we've been involved with this team for uh, nearly two years as, uh, as Team NTT. Uh, this is a team that we can work very closely with the athletes and many of whom actually live uh, in our area. We've enjoyed working with a team that is very uh, purpose-driven. It's, it's quite meaningful to us, their affiliation with the Quebec um, charity. And we just really got to know Doug Ryder and the organization and the people behind it. And so this has been a partner of ours for two years. Um, and we've been pulling for the team to find a new sponsor once NTT chose to, uh, to depart. We've been hoping for them. We've been waiting and, 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 and you're really pulling for them. But um, uh, it, it appeared that they were not going to be able to continue. And we were sort of lamenting the loss of, uh, of the team. But then, uh, you know, Doug came back to us uh, relatively recently and said, you know, I'm, I'm not that far away from being able to keep the team going, but I need some more help. And this is my last and, and final chance to, to save this team. And is there anything that, that you guys at Asos can do? And, you know, I originally thought no, because of the level of, of commitment that would be required uh, to do it. I didn't really think it would work out, but, but we gave it a shot. As it turned out that it was, it was something quite compelling, not just to Asos, the business, but also our board and our investors uh, who are, you know, quite a progressive group and a very, um, you know, very passionate cycling fans. Um, they were interested in personally uh, contributing to the cause. And so through the combination of their efforts and what Asos could do and, uh, uh, and the support that we could lend Doug, um, we found ourselves in a position that we we might be able to keep this team going. And we just really liked that idea. I mean, it, you know, one is, is the other things that became more compelling as we looked into it was that Kubeka was going to become front and center uh, as the uh, as the title. It's always been very much a part of the team, but now it's going to be the, the Kubeka team and the name. We knew that pro cycling needed this team. Um, you know, we knew that there's a lot of riders on the market right now and losing this team, you know, at a time when the sport is, is really struggling with COVID uh, was not good. And we were kind of compelled by that. Um, and it's such an international team as well. You know, it's, it's a team that's bringing diversity to our sport at a time that we you know we need it. And so as we were looking at this, it became clearer that we might be able to economically pull this off. And it just became more and more compelling to us to do it. We sort of felt like it was kind of a mission for us to do this. And it was kind of a calling. And, you know, the other final piece to the puzzle is that Asos as a business is performing um, exceptionally well right now. Um, and, uh, you know, we, you, you know, COVID has been very good uh, for cycling participation, as I think everybody uh, would have seen and have heard about. We, uh, we made the decision to do it, pulled the trigger and was able to, to keep the team going. And, uh, and now the team is going to be this team, Quebec Asos. And for us, it's, it's exciting. But it's, you know, we see this as, as really just a continuation of a partner we've been working with for a couple of years. Asos has a long history in the sport, you know, participating in the sport. A apart from the exposure, are there any other sort of advantages to being involved yeah, with pro teams in terms of product development and feedback and so on. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that's, you know, I think everybody who's involved in uh, sponsoring a professional team is seeking uh, more than just awareness. They want to work with the athletes, but it's, it's something a bit deeper uh, for us. You know, I think our brand awareness is pretty strong uh, in the sport. We don't necessarily need it. So people to know uh, who we are, 
But for us, it's, it's, uh, it has two much uh, bigger benefits. One is, of course, the product development is something that we, we genuinely do. We have a real uh, partnership uh, with the organizations that we sponsor. And the success and, and endurance of that partnership is, is very much dependent upon how we're able to work uh, with the athletes and their coaches. We have a design group that we call ACDC, the Advanced Creative Design Center. It's basically our product development lab, and, and they want to be able to work directly with the athletes. They don't want a sponsorship where you just get the clothing order, uh, print the goods, and then send it off. NTT and, uh, and now Quebec Asos is a team that, you know, the athletes, many of them live around here, we have direct access to them and they tolerate us doing a lot of things that a lot of athletes wouldn't, wouldn't let us do, uh, like using prototypes and competition and getting stuff sort of, you know, last minute and trying it out. And also the obligation on their part to give us uh, feedback. Um, you know, not everybody's good at it, uh, at doing so. And it takes a little bit of work to do that properly. And so for us, it's very important to kind of have that access. You know, for instance, at the, at the Tour de France this year, we were driving prototypes of, uh, of extreme heat weather uh, garments and extreme cold weather garments, both of which they were, uh, they were hitting. And we were driving them to the tour and they were using it uh, and, and trying it out for a competition day of without ever having used it before. And that was something that we could do because we have a track record with them and they trust us. Um, and they know that if we were going to give them something, it's going to be good. And that's something that a normal team would not, uh, you know, that is, un, uh, that is not usual for a partnership between an apparel partner and a team. And so that's a very important piece for us. And we have, you know, and a lot of the things that we have in our, in our product line uh, come from that. Uh, we have uh, a range of products that have come out of the testing. Sometimes it's the whole product, like the, the Liberty jacket, our rain jacket, but often it's, it's certain textiles or use of layering that we then adopt in our other clothing. So that is an important piece. And we can get that in, in many ways. I mean, the team is not our only way in which we get that, but, it's, but it's, it's, a, it's a really important piece of the puzzle. And we have professional testers. We actually have two former World Tour riders full-time on our staff, Daniele Nardello and Luca Paolini, who for a living uh, test out our clothing and help do our, our, uh, our clothing design. We have a range of different ambassadors. We have our own employees that do it, but the professional athletes are pretty compelling. I mean, nobody spends as much time on the saddle as they do. Nobody has quite the, the level of, of, of physical demands are being placed upon them. Plus they have the coaches and the performance directors around them that also provide the feedback. It's sort of a, it's an ecosystem of product development and feedback um, of which the, the pro tour guys are an important part. And again, not all teams provide that to us, but this one does. And then the other reason why we we do when we get out of just culturally, our organization um, is, you know, just love cycling. We're just filled with cyclists. For us to be affiliated with the very top of the sport is a lot of fun. Culturally for us, it's a lot of fun. It keeps us connected to the sport. And it is sort of the part of the uh, the reason of why people join ASOS. It's, it's an important piece of, of, of who we are as an organization to have that affiliation. As you might guess, you know, having the, the pro athletes around the office stopping in and, uh, uh, you know, getting fitted for stuff here is, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a thrill for all of us. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Um, happy birthday, Ruler. Congratulations on making it to issue 100. Such a consistently beautiful magazine. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. 
Thank you for saving me some cake. You've got my address, send it in the post. And thank you for what we're going to be doing together for Issue 101. Orla Shenwi, whose regular column, of course, appears in Issue 100. And hopefully we're going to hear some of her special project for Issue 101 on this podcast soon. And while we're celebrating, and don't forget to subscribe, just go to ruler.cc. Here's another familiar Ruler contributor. Many congratulations, Ruler magazine, on uh, publishing your 100th edition. That's a remarkable achievement. I was thinking about it, and I don't know anybody in my family who's turned 100. The oldest uh, person in our family was my great-uncle Norris, who died some time ago, having just reached the age of 90. And he wrote me a letter saying, um, turning 90 is simply a matter of chewing your food 32 times uh, before swallowing. And... um, don't go over 90 because you should stay away from those years. Um, nobody thinks that that's terribly clever. Well, Rouleur have quite brilliantly ignored that advice and are still going at the age of 100. And uh, long may they continue because the great thing about Rouleur, the thing that makes it different, one of the things that makes it different from any other cycling magazine, and this is not an easy thing to achieve, is that everybody knows what is meant when you say, yeah. That's a little bit ruler. You're listening to Ruler Conversations, supported by Lacquer, bicycle insurance powered by the community. Lacquer's collective cover is made especially for cyclists for life on and off your bike. They've transformed traditional insurance to provide customers with a fairer, collective-driven approach to cycle insurance. Say goodbye to fixed upfront premiums. Instead, your monthly contributions are based on the collective's claims that month. Your maximum monthly price is capped, but the savings are all yours. And they have some big news. Lacquer will be running its first ever crowdfunding campaign and offering equity for the pack. Cyclists have helped Lacquer bring a much better model of insurance to the masses. That's why they want to invite you to join the ride. They're pleased to be able to give Ruler listeners the opportunity to own a part of Lacquer. You can invest in the future of Lacquer from as little as £10 and become a huge part of their collective. To register and to find out more about Lacquer's crowdfunding campaign, head to lacquer.co. Don't forget your capital is at risk when you're investing. This announcement was approved by Cedars. So the 100th edition of Ruler will be with subscribers mid-December, just in time to check out some of those potential Christmas presents in Desire. Well, Miles Baker-Clark from the magazine uh, joins me. Um, in fact, Miles, we don't actually need to uh, wait um, because you can check out stuff from Desire online at the moment, can't you? Yeah, so um, we're doing plenty this time of year, as you can imagine, in the run-up to Christmas. So in the shop, we've got everything all lined up for easy Christmas shopping. So that cyclist in your life needn't receive yet another pair of socks, although we do have some nice socks if you were, if you were that wearing fun. But I think I've been, I've been running around the, uh, the staff this week and, and asking them for their top picks. And, and it's a bit of a tough and weighted question because there's so much on there at the moment. It's great. I mean, we've, um, we've got all the usual kind of easy gifts like, uh, like books from, Michael Bland Mountains, which is always a good seller. Ned Bolting's about to drop his new road book for 2020, which I think for a, a few months was probably a bit touch and go with it was going to happen. But um, they've turned that around super fast and I've got a copy and it's looking really, really good. So I know there's a lot of uh, readers out there who are going to be gagging to get a copy of that very shortly. It's out next week. I don't know if you know Kinto, Ian. They're a, a Japanese 
company originally that produced like really really stylish homeware no uh that's a new one to me no and it's probably a new one to a lot of people but they um they make really really nice kind of glassware and tumblers and you know flasks for your coffee and that kind of thing we're pleased to kind of bring them on board as a nice supplement to your other kind of cycling goods um, which is a but they also subsequently make really good gifts so i've i've certainly put an order in for a couple of bits for my family this christmas um executive editor ian cleverly uh anything that you've got your eye on for christmas well i I don't get um, i don't get about much these days obviously but you know fingers crossed next year gonna keep going back to doing trips and going to races and stuff and it's always I'm always looking at other people's luggage and and suffering sort of luggage envy. This beautiful Maratona gear bag by Silka, I'm I'm I definitely in the market for that. Proper tough, beautiful design. Separate compartments for shoes and damp clothes. And this is the clever bit. I thought I don't know how this works actually because it says it it will fit in dimensions of your you know airline carry limit. But then it will expand to uh, like another twenty liters. I don't know, how does that work, Miles? Any idea? It's got a little zip pocket in it that you pop open, and it gives you a bit of extra storage. And then when you don't need it, you just scrunch it back up and stuff it, stuff it back in. So it's it's pretty clever. And I've actually got one myself, and um, it's seen very little use this year, as you can imagine. But uh, it sure does take some knocks. You get the kind of side eye from the other cyclists on the plane when inevitably they spot you and they're like, well, you've clearly spent out on your luggage. You're one of those types, but I'm okay with it. Silka is lovely stuff, isn't it? And it's always a challenge once you start taking helmet, shoes, maybe pedals, whatever, on a trip. Um, it's always a challenge to get that into something that will go on, on as hand luggage, isn't it? The helmet is always the thing that I struggle with. It's always, I usually have it just hanging off my rucksack. I mean, it never feels entirely satisfactory, but yeah, the rest of it I can just about jump in. You know, I've, a, a handy tip I've taken to do in the last couple of years is stuffing the helmet full of socks and other things and then shoving it in the bag. When you say other things, that's a euphemism for pants, basically, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I didn't want to go there on the podcast. Now, um, issue 100 uh, will be out in a couple of weeks. Um, Ian, can you give us a couple of highlights? What are your sort of um, favourites from that edition? It's all good. I mean, it's lovely having um, Tim Colm back. Uh, Anybody who's been reading the magazine for a long time will have fond memories of his um, Peloton portraits 10 years ago now. I mean, they, they were just extraordinary at the time where he was capturing riders as soon as they crossed the finish line, gets them aside with a backdrop and shoots their portraits. And it's wonderful work. And what he's done is revisited the, the same riders that are still racing. So we've got Mark Cavendish as a boy, you know, and Mark Cavendish as a, as a grown man. And it's, it's just to compare and contrast. Those are great. Lovely to have Philippa York back for a special, you know, a long time columnist for us. And uh, so Philip has written something for us, which is a nice piece too. Marcel Kittel has written a piece for us on sprinting. And then we've done a big countdown of 100 memorable moments in cycling. Just every single memory that, that sticks in our, both our minds. And we also put it out to, to readers and said, what, what, what are the things that really stick in your mind in fact, I think, Miles, do you have something to say about the memorable moments? I mean, we're doing that online, aren't we? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's one of those things that 
always always gets traction on social because people just always weigh in with their own memorable moments and that's I think that's what's so nice about the piece but yeah so over the next kind of couple of weeks we're going to start teasing them out across social media so make sure you give us a, a follow over there because what we're asking people to do subscribers non-subscribers just fans of ruler fans of cycling pop us a picture tag us in to a photo using the tag hashtag ruler 100 and we're actually going to give away a prize for the best photo featuring something ruler related every day for the next couple of weeks so stuff on the emporium be that you know ruler clothing or, or notebooks prints etc really nice stuff and either you know, whether it's for you or or a loved one this christmas it's a, a nice thing to get people involved in what is becoming quite a bit of a community affair issue 100 okay hashtag ruler 100 and if you want the magazine the 100th edition of ruler and you're not a subscriber go to the website and subscribe now and that's it from this ruler conversations there'll be a long reads along next week Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.